0: Hey everyone, this is George Soto, and you're watching Startups Unedited. Hey everyone, this is George Soto with Soto Ventures. Hope all is well. I'm uh, broadcasting live from San Francisco. You got, you guys all know this is my um, my little uh, bedroom here. I'm here today with Matt Hubert, who is uh, the co-founder, CEO of Bitmatica and a good buddy of mine. We also play music together. Matt, how are you? Good, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. Okay. You know, it's a yeah. it's a Monday night. Here, yeah. Here in San Francisco, we just jammed out a little bit. What a better time. Absolutely. Yeah. So today, we actually want to talk a little bit about, you know, how to launch a startup, really, right? When we, specifically, an internet or software-based startup. Mm-hmm. What would you say are, are some of the early things that I should be thinking about if I'm someone who has an idea or, you know, I'm an engineer, right? And I'm, I'm starting to think about, hey, what kind of business can I build? Um, what should I be thinking about?
1: Sure. So, you know, I think uh, one of the things that, that we teach and we help a lot of our customers with is figuring out uh, what you should be building and really narrowing that down to who's going to use it and why are they going to use it. And I think that why is missing from a lot of people and uh, when they really start out with something. They have this cool idea like, it would be great if I built this thing, you know. But they don't think about who's going to be using it specifically and why are they going to care. Because, you know, there are a thousand new apps every day. Why are they going to use mine?
0: Yeah. And how do you go from that, you know, like idea to being able to focus on a very specific type of user.
1: Yeah. Well, I think the first thing that needs reiterating is you need to be focusing on one specific user and that i think um a lot of people say oh my my idea is going to be uh useful for everybody it's going to be the everything app it's going to be the everyone app and you know if facebook can do it why can't i do it and that's great when you're you know a multi-billion dollar company but we all have to start somewhere and that somewhere is with that first user that first single person who really falls in love with your uh with your product and how do you do that? Well, um, it's it's not science. It's just kind of picking something and trying it. You know, you try, we like to take a scientific approach to it. And so, you know, if I'm going to build a new, uh, let's say I'm going to build a food delivery app, I in, you know, instead of delivering all different types of food to all different types of people, I think about delivering one type of food to one type of person. and uh, And I think about why they would use my app over, say, the 10 other food delivery apps out there you know in
0: your opinion uh, and this may be you know a lot more complex to answer but um how do you start to think about what the total addressable market is for your app if you're just focused on like one user of that
1: total like like sure you know within that total yeah uh,
0: addressable market
1: yeah it's it's hard um for sure to think about how what is our total addressable market um as a product and you can think about Um, Whether it's a total addressable market within this space, if you take Uber, you know, it's like, well, uh, how many people are going to want taxis uh, in their lives? And that's great. But if you think about Uber's plan for, you know, why they're worth 60 plus billion dollars, it's not just about taxis. They're baking on a total addressable market of, of people who want things delivered. So it's not just people who want to ride, but people who want food, who want a package. So you can dream big and you and you should dream big about all those things that your app could do, your product could do down the road. But I think it's important to not lose sight of that because a lot of that you're not gonna figure out until you get you get moving. Well, you know,
0: one of the things, and that's a great example, you know, I think Uber. Uber started with one city, right? Yeah, that's they right. Targeting Not us. just
1: one city, one area of one city. Yeah. I think that's really important. They didn't start with just San Francisco. They started with just the financial district, yeah. and and that's huge. Yeah. And now you're talking about starting off offering
0: private cars yeah. in the financial district, and then transitioning into really ride sharing and everything else that it's yeah. done and then the future of delivery right so
1: right. now you're talking about yeah. but they again they started with with one very specific user type that's right one very specific user type and one thing that i think is amazing and this is something that uh, you should definitely think about if you're building a two-sided marketplace which uber did so building a two-sided market's really hard if you think about like uberx which marries Drivers with passengers so in order to pull that off you need both drivers on the platform and passengers on the platform Mm -hmm. And you have to both be there at the same time because if I'm a passenger there are no drivers You know forget it and if I'm a driver there are no passengers forget it so you need both at the same time Well, Uber had a a brilliant idea and they said guess what there is an existing network of black car drivers who already are signed up they're already driving around these black cars they're licensed and everything all we don't need any any additional drivers there exist we just need passengers mm-hmm. so they've struck a deal with these with the black car drivers that were already there and they said can we give you a new method of people calling you up for rides They said yeah of course why not right yeah. and so they have that so all they needed to do is have an app that said want a black car boom touch of a button. Yeah. Previously you had to pick up a phone, you had to you know, talk to some hotel concierge, now one button from your phone. They turned a two-sided market and they made it a one-sided market. And that's how you get that off the ground. So why don't you pass the guitar real quick.
0: And this, this uh, part of the show is called, <laughs> Will the Startup Suck or Not. Okay? I love it. Alright. So here's the idea, okay? It's um, four salons. Okay. Okay. And so I'm sitting there the other day, and, you know, I go into the salon, and, you know, and I'm hanging out, and um, I started chatting with the salon owner, Mm -hmm. and uh, I said, you know, she just, like, launched the the salon down the street on Union Street, And so it's just her. Yeah. But then she had, like, ten other stations that were open sure and i said uh so is your business you know like leasing these stations right. she says yeah i said oh great well i said um well what what uh you know how, like how do you get your um you know you, the, the what are they called the, the dressers or sure the, the hairdressers the hairdressers yeah, yeah. Well, you know designers etc., right. whatever and she says well they you know through the network and through Whatever, people walking by, etc. So I said, so I thought to myself, I said, man, you know what? What if there was some sort of marketplace Yeah, to help, like, the Airbnb of that? Because apparently, you know. So hairdressers will just walk around looking for a spot to lease out for a little bit of time? That's exactly what happens, I guess. They have these traveling people. Sure. But then it also, I think they do lease these things. You know, the hairdressers will rent them. For, yeah. Or, you know,
1: whatever. Sure. Like period of time. Yeah. So, okay. Do you think, do you get it so far? Yeah, I get it. Okay. Yeah. I think, uh, I think it actually has potential if you do it right. So it's another two sided market, which has its problems, which means, you know, if I'm a hairdresser, so I think about again, the why. So it's like, all right, if I'm a hairdresser, why would I use this? Well, it's because if if the assumption is true that today the way I find business is I, you know, kind of call up salons and say, hey, do you have any free chairs or whatever the situation yeah. is, especially if I'm bouncing around, then this could potentially give me an easier way to also not, and I, again, I'm not super familiar with the market, but compare not only what's available but also what I can get paid. Because I imagine chairs have a rental fee and then you have an average uh, clientele that you're taking in. So you could theoretically be making more money from certain types of salons. So what if I could, you know, take out my phone and see, you know, what's available right now? We're going to be cutting. Now, I don't think it's that, um, uh, it's that fungible. Like you can't, I don't imagine hairdressers like, you know, when I get my hair cut. They, they work at maybe two salons and they have a chair. They're there for like three days a week. They're not, you know, moving around. But I would say just for, if there is like a, a series of large salons, uh, in the country, like starting with a, a, a group that you know has chairs available somewhat typically, then I, if I were sort of trying to start this company, I would work with just them and say, this is a way to book just their chairs. Mm. That's removing one side from the mm. equation. And now we just have to have an application for hairdressers. Like maybe like celebrity hairdressers or something Yeah, like exactly. That. Huh. And then as, if that works, then you can expand your network of salons. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, well I
0: have another second question from our audience. So same same premise here. VR for travel. Hmm. Well, um and thank you to the audience member
1: uh, who tweeted at us tweeted at us. VR for travel. Um that's Yeah, that could work. Uh, we already have Street View. We already can travel from our computers. Why not put it on our heads? I think we need to see some more VR penetration. One of the problems is no one has a VR headset. So we have to wait. A lot of people are very bullish about VR. You know, they're building a lot of VR startups and things like that. I think that's cool, but it's, um, you know, it's people get always worried about being too, too late. Uh, You have to worry about being too early as well, you know, because you don't have an unlimited runway. If you only have a year of of runway and funding to to make it or break it, I would say now is not the time for a VR startup. I think you need to wait.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think I agree. The one thing that I have been able to identify over the years were these, like, trends... Or these like sort of early versions of stuff. Right. Like, you know, and you don't quite see the first version really hit critical mass. Yeah. You know, um, or hit the mass. Yeah. Um, But then, like, two or three iterations after. Yep it's like it takes yep. off right the iPod, those kinds of things yeah so i think like google yeah. glass for Google example. A great example you know? yeah
1: i mean it's gonna take a few iterations the ipod yeah. that was like you know the the 25th mp3 player hit the yeah. market but yeah. it took a little while yeah. uh sega the company known for being the first at everything and failing every single time but with I everything mean, they were they were awesome everything yeah. they did was great but it was always too early it's too early it's right. not it's not about being too early or too late it's about being just right yeah left, you Yeah. Know? So I wouldn't rush into VR. I mean, most people can't name a single friend that has a VR headset right now. Yeah. At least I can. So, know. And we're in San Francisco. <laughs> well, Matt, thank you so much for joining us this yeah. evening. Thanks for playing the game.
0: Yeah. And uh, thanks for, you know, bestowing your uh, your experience and
1: wisdom on us. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. So if we
0: wanted to follow you on social media, what's your Twitter handle?
1: Uh, you can find me at Aclimat, A-C-L-I-M-A-T-T, and also at Team Vitmatica.
0: Cool. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks so much.
1: Thanks. Cheers.